morning, and thanks so much for joining me on What's Up Ocala here at WOCA. It is a gorgeous Saturday. Hopefully you've had your coffee because we've got lots of statistics to go over this morning. We've got the new numbers out for May, so I wanted to go over those with you as soon as possible so that you can get an idea as to what is not only happening uh, right now, but what in comparison has happened in uh, last month and the year before. So let's go ahead and jump right into that. Grab your coffee. It's going to be a lot of statistics. Don't panic. All right. Active listings. So what do we have as far as active listings? Now, keep in mind, these numbers are for Central Florida, basically. So we've got Tampa, Orlando, Gainesville, Ocala. All of that area is in the Stellar MLS. So this Stellar MLS covers about 10 counties And that information is what I'm sharing with you. Those numbers, that's the facts and figures that I've got for you. And that's where we're getting those from. So for active listings, this is active amount of houses or properties that are available at any given time. Right now in that big, huge area of about 10 counties, including some major metropolitan areas, we've got 21,372. Uh, which sounds like a lot. And truthfully, it kind of is. It's up 28% from just last month. Last month in April, uh, we had 16,748. Now, when I say last month, don't freak out. I'm not confused. I promise. I know it's June, but these, remember, these are the numbers that we've got from May. So while it's June right now, it's looking at a month over month idea. So again, going over the information. All right, so May of 2021, so last year, we're still up 9% from then. So obviously, a lot more houses are available on the market prior, you know, than prior times. So what about new listings? Does that mean that a lot of new listings have come on the market? Well, we are up on that as well, but not as much as you'd think. For May 2022, so our last month, we had 23,210 new listings. That is only 9% more from April April of 2022. So what's the big differentiate? We had 28% more houses sitting on the market than we had coming on and then that only 9% coming on the market. So why that that's exactly what it is though. They're sitting on the market. We've obviously, we're looking at a slowdown. So week after week, month after month, I've been telling you guys, if you guys are interested in selling, get your house on the market, get your house on the market. If you want top dollar, if you want top of the market, now is the time. For those of you that listen to me, kudos. Uh, For those of you that didn't, you might not get top dollar. That's basically what we're looking at. Also, your house may sit on the market longer than it has in the past. Keep in mind, we're still top of the market, but we're coming down. So our average days on the market is 14. So that's still very, very short time on the market. That's still a lot of cash deals. Um, So 14 days on the market is not very much. Uh, We had 16 days on the market in April, 27 days on the market, May of 2021. So we're still they're going, they are going, but maybe some of them are coming back up. That may be why we've got those active listings as well. Uh, For pending sales, it's about the same as April and May, uh, 22,450. 
So about as many went pending as came on the market, almost exactly. Um, pending sales are down from May of 2021, though, at 22,450 uh, 22, uh, for May of 2022. Uh, May of 21, we had 23,110. So it's about 3% uh, difference there. So kind of interesting, kind of interesting what's going on. Now, as far as actual closings, they have been on the market, they've gotten the deal, they've gotten the contract, and they actually closed. And, you know, buyer got the keys, seller got the money, everybody walks away. We are actually up in listings sold, but only by about 3% from last month. So April, we had uh 18,007. May, we had 18,570. But we're down from last year, a full 5%. So we're actually 5% fewer houses are closing than last year, same time. How many months of inventory? We still only have weeks, honestly. If absolutely no houses came on the market, we would have less than a month of inventory. Uh, before everything sold. So kind of interesting. Total sales volume for the Central Florida area, $8.4 billion, that's a B, billion dollars in real estate sales. And for the grand total of all of that, we are up 5% from April of 22, and we're up 15% from May of 21. So again, some good news, some bad news, but it is, like I said, top of the market for these properties. Now, what about the sales price? Has that been impacted? Mm, yes and no. So while we are still up 21% uh, from May of 2021, um, it's still looking like we're going to actually go a little bit down in our sales price. Now, um, it's only had a 2% increase. Um, so keep in mind, we had 21% increase from May of 2021 but only 2% increase from April of 2022. And I think you'll find that when we get the new numbers for uh, June, you know, see, now I'm getting confused. <laughs> but once we get those new numbers for June, I think you'll find that we're actually either going to be at the same price or lower than what we were in May. So it'll be really interesting to see those numbers and see if the great deceleration, as many have named it, uh, has actually taken place here in Central Florida as well. So kind of interesting numbers. I know it's a lot to throw at you uh, this early in the day. Well, it's not that early, but you know, for some of us, <laughs> for some of us it is. Uh, so what's happening this week here in Marion County? Here in Marion County, uh, we for residential listings, now keep in mind, this isn't commercial and this isn't uh, rentals or anything like that. This is just residential homes in the last seven days. We had new listings, 229. We had price increase, 14, but here's the kicker. Price decrease, 229. Kind of let that sit in for a minute and soak in. So new listings, 229. 229 houses have actually had a price decrease. So that's why I'm saying when June numbers come out for Central Florida, I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of price reductions. Um, this will be the first time in quite some time that we've actually had a decrease in uh, the amount the house was sold for, uh, probably in a couple years actually. So 
Things are still selling though. We had 217 that actually closed uh, this week. We also had 256 go pending. So again, we still have more pending sales than new listings coming on the market. Uh, we had 14 that were canceled and three withdrawn, 19 temporarily off the market. Kind of interesting figures there. I definitely, definitely find some interesting things, but I think the key thing that you wanna look at is that price decrease, which far, far exceeds the price increases. Normally they are about average, um, that, you know, uh, both of them kind of average out, you know, maybe 15 here, 14 there, whatever. No, 229 price reductions in Marion County, Florida this week, just this week. And when you consider how few residential properties are actually on the market, well, that says something. Uh, back on the market, we had 64. I think that's actually a, a little bit lower than what we've, we've been seeing. Uh, so maybe not quite as many buyers are as flaky of the, as they've been. Uh, some of the buyers were so frustrated with the market, they went ahead and you know got under contract on a house. And then uh, as soon as something else came along and they were able to get a contract on another house, they walked away from the deal. Um, or they just, you know, walked away anyway, because it really wasn't the house they were really in love with. It was, it was just something that was going to work for them. So we had a lot of flaky buyers out there for a while. Um, but considering that the market was just absolutely pummeling them, um, and just even getting an offer in to be accepted on a house was next to near impossible. It really, you can kind of see where they were, you know, not feeling too bad about doing that. So <laughs> walking away from contracts. Um, normally you probably wonder how they can do that. Well, normally in, uh, our contracts, there is an inspection period. There's an inspection time frame. So as long as they walk away during that time frame, as long as the contract allows, some contracts allow them to walk away for any reason. That would be the as is contract that, uh, realtors normally use. Um, if they use that contract, they can walk away for any reason. So if they just say, Hey, the grass is not green enough for me, that's it. They can actually walk away. The other contract that is, uh, normally used is a residential contract. And that one states that it has to be something on the inspection, uh, something that the sellers are either not able or unwilling to fix. And then the, the buyer can walk away. So it, it does put a little bit, bit more meat on it uh, so that the buyers can't just walk away because of some flaky reason. They can walk away because uh, they have something on the actual inspection report. Um, and they've also put the money forth to actually pay for that inspection. So, you know, they do have a little bit of skin in the game, so they, so they say. When you have those as is contracts, many, many sellers really like them because they think, oh, hey, I'm not going to have to do any repairs. This buyer is taking it as is. Mm, not necessarily, not necessarily. And of course, your realtor is going to discuss these options with you. There are other contracts out there. There are countless contracts out there, uh, but these are contracts that uh, are normally used from the uh, realtors here in Florida. They're provided through the Realtor Association as a membership uh, benefit. Uh, so we can actually use those. So when you are a realtor, we actually use these fairly frequently and are very familiar with them. Uh, when you get into other contracts, uh, maybe if you purchase it at like Staples or something like that, if you're doing it at home, be very, very careful because some of those contracts are not written with Florida law in mind and are 
uh, our laws are a little different here. <laughs> Just in case you weren't aware of that. Uh, so if you had a contract from, say, New York, and then you have a contract here in Florida, that's a very, very different thing. You may actually have some stipulations in there that are not even legal to have in there. And if you're the one providing the contract, that may not necessarily be a great thing. Now, Florida, you can actually write it out on a napkin if you wanted to. I don't know that you'd be able to get, you know, title insurance or anything like that, but you could, in fact, sell your house uh, with very, very little paperwork involved. Is that something I would recommend? No, no, it is not. I would highly recommend if you are not going to use a realtor uh, or a real estate professional, go to an attorney and have them write it up. Each attorney uh, would be able to to provide you with a contract. And um, obviously if they're going to do that, they're familiar with the Florida real estate laws. So get in contact with a, an attorney uh, and, and go ahead and, and go that route. So you do not necessarily need to use the Florida real estate or the Florida realtor contracts. You can use pretty much anything, but there's a lot that is in there for the seller's benefits and for the buyer's benefits when you're doing those. So just some information to keep in mind as you go about possibly selling your house. What else are we going to talk about this morning? Um, we're actually going to take a real quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about build to rent homes, including entire subdivisions, uh, because this may be coming to Marion County. What we are actually looking at is our build to rent home scenario. Uh, we've actually been told this hasn't been verified, but we've been told uh, that uh, DR Horton is actually building a community here in Marion County, and they've built it in other areas as well. And the houses that they're building, the entire subdivision that they're building is not for houses to be sold at this time. They're actually building the entire subdivision to be a rental single family home subdivision. Why on earth would anybody want to do that? Well, it gives them a lot of... Um, uh, more options, basically. They can go ahead and sell the entire development uh, to a, a large investor. Um, they can also go ahead and if they decide, they can go ahead and piecemeal it out and sell individual houses. These are all on separate parcels normally. So they actually have a lot more um, options for that. They can decide to sell half or a portion and keep a half or keep a portion or whatever. But why wouldn't they just build apartment complexes? That's the huge question. So that's more what people are familiar with when they see a neighborhood for, for rent. Um, you're going to think apartment complexes. Well, generally, there's longer tenancy uh, when you have single family homes. And again, they have a lot more options. If you want to sell an apartment, a apartment, uh, and not the entire apartment complex, well, it's going to be a little bit harder to find a uh, person that's ready, willing, and able to purchase an entire apartment complex. Um, it is a lot more complex to sell a apartment building. And, and that's just not the case necessarily with these um, build to rent scenarios. So they can sell off a portion, they can, you know, sell off all of it, they can sell off none of it, you know, it just really just depends. There's also a greater demand uh, for uh, for these homes. Uh, a lot of people don't want to live in apartment buildings. We here in Marion County do not have a lot of apartment complexes. Of course, there are a lot of apart more apartment complexes in the works, but right now, uh, single family homes outweigh apartment buildings by far. 
by far. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting uh, with, you know, those single family homes being an option. I know here at Great Expectations Realty, we do have a lot of single family homes in our rental portfolio. And normally you can't tell which ones are owner occupied or tenant occupied if we're doing our job right anyway. (laughs) When you have uh, owner occupied homes, you know, obviously, Uh, They're going to maintain the home for a long period of time. But really, when you have tenants that are in a house as opposed to an apartment, um, they lose that kind of, you know, temporary feel. It's really their home. Uh, We've had tenants, uh, I've personally had tenants that actually stayed in their home uh, for 16 years was the most I've had. Uh, but they do tend to stay in there longer. We do have some apartments that we, you know, that we manage as well. Um, and that's normally for shorter term. People think of them more as temporary. So when you have a single family home, you have uh, greater demand and longer tenancy. Uh, there is definitely a demographic shift as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people really like having, you know, the the backyard and, you know, all of that uh, for the kids, uh, more privacy, Uh, So the demographics definitely change over apartments. Um, Apartments, again, is that temporary, you know, feel to it. A lot of uh, divorcees, uh, a lot of, you know, shifts in uh, family situations and so forth um, that are going to go into, again, temporary housing. Again, the liquidity of it is fantastic for these investors. Uh, They can do one or two houses that sold, you know, they can sell them each year, they can sell the entire com, you know, complex. Um, It's just, you know, very, very different there. So basically, the bottom line is with the record inflation, rising home prices, the stagnant wages, um, the rising consumer debts, individual homeownership is on the decline at this point, especially with those interest rates rising. Uh, Young adult homeownership, the ages of 25 to 34, they are declining more and more. So uh, a lot of people are opting to go ahead and rent. Uh, Companies like Blackstone and Goldman Sachs Group, they're investing in large communities, rental communities, those build to rent homes. So they don't want just one or two houses, they want the entire community and they want control of the entire community. So very, very interesting scenario. And again, this is being talked about right now because this is actually coming to Marion County. We are going to have, from the looks of it, at least one of those uh, communities here. So it should be interesting. Definitely should be interesting. We're going to be talking about things that are coming up to do in Ocala. And uh, one of those things to do is, of course, the Ocala Downtown Market today. It is going on from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., so it's not too late to get on out there. It's on the corner of Southeast 3rd Street and Southeast 3rd Avenue. Can't forget that address. They've got vendors, fresh produce, food trucks, live music, coffee. It's pet-friendly. It's kid-friendly. There's arts. There's crafts. There's all sorts of stuff, so stop on out. It's a great time. Absolutely always something to see and do there, and normally there's taste testing. Just saying. We also still have the Levitt Amp Ocala Music Series. This is Fridays uh, up until July 1st, so it's coming to a close pretty soon. So if you haven't been out there, now is the time. Uh, We've got from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., so that is the next one, June 24th. So this Friday coming up, it's over at Webb Field, 
And uh, it's a joint partnership between the Marian Cultural Alliance and the city of Ocala so that they can bring free and accessible music to citizens and residents in our community. There are 10 shows and 20 artists. Absolutely amazing, amazing series. Wide open spaces. There's food trucks out there and stuff to do. A few vendors, but it's just a really, really great time. So if you have the opportunity, stop on out. Highly, highly recommended. It is a great time. I've been out there before. It's awesome. Today is the last day to make it out to Horsin' Around, which is over at the Discovery Center. It's going on um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Come experience the science and industry of horses in this fun-filled exhibit. Kids can ride on the plushy pony in the corral and be an equine vet for the day. So go on and stop on out there. It's only $8 per person. Great way to spend the day. Today also from 10 a.m. to 11.30, so hurry on out there. Uh, We actually have the free event at the Fort King National Historic Landmark. Students will join the Ocala Recreation and Parks and Generational Path for Success for a Summer Literacy Initiative. So there's actually going to be some great books. It's Summer and Giraffes Can't Dance, which I've actually heard of that book. Uh, (laughs) I haven't read It's Summer. Uh, But, you know, I don't have, you know, smaller, smaller kids. Mine are older at this point. We also, of course, have the splash pads open throughout the county. And we also have the uh, community pools. Uh, One is over at um, the Hampton Aquatic Center. And then the other one is Jervie Gant. Those are just a few dollars to get in uh, per session. The sessions are a couple hours, and it's a great way to spend some chill time with your family. It's fantastic pools, absolutely great pools. They each have a slide. It's really great. There's also yoga at the fort, and unfortunately, you have missed it for today if you didn't get out there, but it's Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. So stop on out to the Fort King National Historic Landmark. And you can be taught by local yoga instructor, Denaya Wilkerson. All fitness levels and body types will benefit. So just go ahead and take out your mat um, and water and you should be good to go. We also have the Juneteenth celebration. That is at the uh, Martin Luther King Recreational Complex at 1510 Northwest 4th Street. And that is going on today from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's live music, food, vendors, entertainment, and more. Stop on out. Now, we're going to talk about something that's happening in October. And I know that's super far away. It feels like it's not really. It's just a couple months down the road. But we have the 55th Annual Ocala Arts Festival in downtown Ocala. That is going on Saturday, October 22nd and Sunday, October 23rd from 10 to 5. Find out more information about this at fafo.org. That's F-A-F-O.org. Now, why are we talking about this now? Because artists are needed. Applications for the artists are due by July 15th. That's why I'm letting you know about it right now. Artists have a chance to compete for a $5,000 best in show prize and many, many other prizes. All prizes total $27,000. So if you are a uh, upcoming artists or current artists, it is a fantastic opportunity uh, so that you're not a starving artist. So if you want to go ahead and submit your application, definitely do that now. Just go to fafo.org to find out more information about that. So 
All right. Well, hopefully you guys have had a great time today so far listening to this show. I really appreciate you tuning in. Again, my name is Andrea Praber. I'm with Great Expectations Realty. And this show is every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, please go ahead and email me at ger.expectmore at gmail.com. Or you can go ahead and go to our website. We actually have two. One is for uh, our sales, any kind of sales questions, and that's at greatexpectationsrealty.com. Not very original there. It's just our company name. (laughs) But it's at greatexpectationsrealty.com. Or you can go to Great Expectations PM, that's property management, pm.com if you're interested in any of our property management services or if you would like to lease from us. Uh, our, our homes are on there and um, any that are currently available, we do have some that are c- upcoming, um, but you can actually apply online and even schedule showings and everything on there. So feel free to stop at any of those websites and we would be more than happy to help you out. Y'all have a great Saturday and thanks again for listening. Bye.